Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. Good morning, solarpreneurs. Today is Memorial Day, and we are excited to celebrate our country's, well, I guess veterans, we celebrate it for, right? And their service. Um, But aside from that, we're excited because today we have the door-to-door master, the OG of door-to-door, Sam Taggart on the line, and he's going to drop some serious knowledge today. So Sam, thanks for coming on the Solarpreneur Show. How's it going, my man? Good, man. Happy to be here. Good, good, good. It's been a long time coming, and Sam, he's been a busy man. We were just chatting off the camera before this. He's all over the place. He's going to be in San Diego this weekend. He's going to Atlanta. So uh, finally, we tracked down his assistant, and we were able to book a time in, in this guy's schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to be on here, man. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for setting aside a minute to add some value to our, uh, to our show. It's going to be uh, fun to have you on. So Sam, he runs, we, everyone in this industry should know who Sam is, especially if you knock on doors at all, but he runs the biggest door-to-door community online. He has his courses. He, um, well, yeah, he's the category king of the door-to-door industry. So Sam, give us a little bit of your background. I know you've been in solar and you've been in alarms. Give us your background and tell us why you decided to start this whole community. Yeah, so. The way we've gone. Uh, I knocked doors since I was 11, so I painted the address on the curves and magazines. Believe it or not, I actually sold, I don't talk about this one much, but anyway, while we're on the topic, uh, I did the sham wows, you know, like, well, they were called the magic cloths. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've sold quick chopper 2000s that made like salsa. Uh, So I sold those in like Kmarts and got chocks and stuff. I don't even know. Got Chucks is a California thing, but anyway, <laughs> I've sold pretty much a lot of different things and alarms is kind of where I really cut my teeth. Uh, back in 2008, started selling that. And then 2000, end of 2015, started in the solar game. Um, and yeah, I just, I was the VP sales associates, you know, started their direct sales program. Um, and went till about 20 end of 2017 so beginning of 2018 i started a journey which was right around just you know kind of took a limp took a took a risk and went out on a limb and started this community um the door-to-door tribe and the podcast and the conference so ddd con solar and sales and pest control and satellite and anything sold in the home um, really come together and unify and share best practices and, you know, collaborate just like what you're doing here with the solar community. It's just, how do we do that on a direct sales community? And, um, 
Yeah, so it's been about a two-year journey, and we've had, you know, two successful conferences where last year we had about 1,600 people, um, and then, cool. you know, we've got, yeah, all sorts of stuff, training, consulting, wrote a book, a planner, uh, now I just travel around the country yeah. ad- advocating, advocating awesome. the, the, the tribe, you know, helping people feel honor and, and dignity and take pride and, and actually doing door to door sales where a lot of, a lot of people kind of feel this shame or they feel this guilt or they feel this like, Oh, I'll get a real job one day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's almost like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, so anyway, my big thing is to advocate this whole taking pride in, in, in unifying the door to door space. So yeah and no it's it's been awesome yeah i've been listening to the podcast pretty much since day one i've been to the two uh door-to-door cons still got my first uh you know door-to-door con shirt those are the best the first years were so much better than the second yeah (laughs) they're good looking oh yeah Uh, yeah that white one is awesome wear it to the gym and people love it man get comments all the time love it so yeah, it's one of my favorite shirts, but yeah, you've been dropping a ton of value and it's really what the industry needed. I mean, there wasn't really door-to-door training. There wasn't really good groups that we could go into and get a ton of value like like you've done. So yeah, we just, the whole industry, I think appreciates what you've done and how you've been able to create this whole tribe around door-to-door and the events have been awesome. Had half the people in solar that you, you know, bring to the events that had them all on the podcast, I think. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, yes. a lot of those guys have spoke and you know, you mentioned Adam Webb. He spoke at a summit that I put on. It's like a sales summit. Yeah. Uh, Mike O'Donnell, he spoke at the Econ and he also yeah. spoke at the summit. And yeah, yeah, I mean a lot it's a it's a tight knit community. So I mean definitely a lot of overlap. So Yeah, it's been awesome for sure. So the question I ask all our guys, well, especially people that came from alarms, I asked Adam this too. And we've had a couple other guys from the alarm industry that went into solar. So for you, why did you uh, stop doing alarms and switch to solar? Because I mean, you and Adam, well, Adam's still on solar, but half the half the heavy hitters in solar came from alarms. So why why is it that you guys switched to solar when you're killing our alarms? Um. That's a good question. I, for me, it was mainly, I needed to do something locally, just where I was at in my personal life. Like I didn't want to keep traveling. So I wanted to do something in Utah and solar was kind of just in the, it was like a fresh new market in Utah. Like right when I started it. Okay. And uh, Anyway, so everybody was like, you can't do solar in Utah. I'm like, I think I can. And I went and tried it out before I fully committed. Um, Mm-hmm. and had a lot of success and I was like man like if I could do this every week like why would I do alarms and and you know and it wasn't just an easy journey though that's what's funny like mm-hmm. I I liked the solar I, I believed in solar I thought it was great I have solar in my house um and but then I had a journey you know I thought just leaving a safe half million bucks a year and alarms would be yeah you know on spreadsheet i could just go make that in solar right away but yeah reality is it wasn't as easy as i thought like i i was good at sales it's just you know a lot of process a lot of you know making sure the company you're with can fulfill your jobs and you know i actually started with new power and and they've come a long way since um since i was there i mean they weren't even doing their own installs when i was there like they were you know subbing out to solsius and um 
anyway, there's just a lot of like communication gaps and mm -hmm. um, anyway, so it was, it was a rocky transition. I made a couple moves and there was, but, but after like, I kind of got my feet settled. Like I love solar. I mean, I'm going out to sell it this weekend and consult yeah. a lot of solar companies and um, it's, it's a very logical sale. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I, once I started selling it, I thought it was, you know, I just felt a little better with it and um, it was, it was good. I mean, I miss alarms in a lot of respects though, you know, like yeah, yeah. once I got into it, like you realize like, Oh, the grass is green where you water it. And there's pros and cons to both, but yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And I think what's nice where you guys were doing solar or alarms, sorry, you guys were knocking probably like eight to 10 hour days, right. Doing um, alarms where solar uh, well, at least our company, I don't know too many companies, but we're knocking like four, maybe five hours a day in solar. So for me, I was in pest control before and I just saw my buddies making more than I was making in pest in uh, solar and I made knocking a full summer of pest control. I'm like, all right, well, my buddies are being lazier than I am. They're knocking half the hour, hours on the doors and they're making more than me. So I'll come check this solar thing out and they're saving people money. So I guess that's what kind of got me. Maybe yeah, I'm maybe I'm just lazy. No, but it, it's interesting. I actually think that's the problem with the solar industry is yeah. you say four to five hours, but that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. The problem is that four to five hours turns into two, three hours, then one hour, then two hours, then thirty minutes. Yeah, and that's true. you know, I, I watch solar reps and it's just they get in the cycle of they only go out for forty minutes, get a couple appointments, and then they're done. And it's yeah. like I actually despise the solar industry for, and me included, like I was that way. So like, yeah, I, I think it's a harder space to stay as disciplined because I believe if people would actually work the eight hour, 10 hour days, like they do in pests and salt and, and alarms, they'd probably sell a lot more solar. It's oh, just, you, know, sure. you know what I mean? It's just like, sure. it's actually kind of sad to see people cut themselves short just because they, you know, they get complacent or they, they, they're fat and happy which is, which is a terrible place. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's definitely a uh, cause some laziness, not yeah, too many solar it, companies putting in the time and it is a year round thing for more. Yeah. And it, and it is. And that, that, and that's something important to, to, to reiterate is it is year round. It's not a sprint. It's a, you know, pace yeah, yourself. Um, game, but yeah. 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 It's definitely true. So you've done a ton of consulting. I know Sam for solar companies, like you were saying, you're going all over the place. So what's some common factors you see in all these companies? I know you're helping out a lot. What are some of the things that you notice in your consulting that a lot of these companies need help on more than anything? Um, I would say it's like systems. You know, we have what's called the door-to-door -door operating system, which is a, you know, I wrote like a 35 page manual. I do a boot camp every other month on it where the, the owners and their leadership team comes and, mm -hmm. and all we train on. And what we found is just people, they're not really organized when it comes to sales meetings, competition, you know, uh, like leadership structures and growth plans, onboarding processes. So mm -hmm. it's just like dialing in and, and really fine tuning those systems and then okay. And then, and the power of implementing those is, you know, then watching their sales go 
skyrocket because a lot of these people they struggle at getting their guys on the doors for more than an hour or even you know it's like unless they have a lead the guy sits there at their house and just kind of twiddles his thumbs and they, yeah. you know what i mean like um so i think a lot of a lot of these companies they struggle at like systematizing um their business and mm-hmm. that's one thing that we've really focused on is putting a playbook together that's kind of like hey this works and some of the biggest solar companies the biggest you know in in the business, it's like we can implement that on a micro level with companies of four or five, 10 reps and, and really create systems around accountability, motivation, training, things like that. So I think mm. that's kind of our main focus is I've just kind of found like the right secret sauce. It's really helped companies skyrocket. So yeah. Okay. And do you have the same kind of system that you suggest for every company you meet with or is it different kind of based on their goals and how many people they have? Yeah, we kind of walk them through a process to kind of fact find our discovery, just like you would in any sale. Yeah, we really customize it to each uh, each company. The reason we do that is because I found that there's there's a secret sauce, but it's more the principle. It's not necessarily you know shoving a, a round peg through a square hole kind of thing. Like it's making sure that you apply each principle. That's a principle through and through, but you know, kind of putting their different flavor, different system, according to their size, according to their goals, according to their personnel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because some people just don't have the leadership. Some people have great leaders and don't have the rep. Some people are strong recruiters and terrible salespeople, some vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's kind of catering and figuring out personnel, catering and figuring out what their goals and wants are, and then really, you know, diagnosing them with the right systems according to the principles that we've, that we teach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. One of the things I think maybe small companies and I know our company has struggled with at times, like when you're trying to expand into other offices, maybe you have strong leadership in where, you know, headquarters and all that is, but then going to different markets, the guys don't have strong leaders there. Um, the culture is not consistent. So what do you suggest to these companies that are trying to expand and that maybe not have the best leadership and, you know, getting things going in different markets and all that? That's where we found um, Dordor University to be a massive help. You know, we have like a a perfect virtual kind of management um, where we can kind of uniform this, the content, the, the, how you do things systematically. So it's like, it's kind of like McDonald's. It's like, if you can franchise a McDonald's, it's the same way you make a burger here as you do anywhere. Right. Yeah. And we found through our platform. So we go to companies, we have massive companies to, you know, big solar companies with four or 500 reps down to companies that have two. And, you know, take like a, there's a company in Chicago, Headline Solar just called me yesterday actually. So mm-hmm. big shout out to McKinsey. Um, so he, he calls me, he's like, dude, I do leads and I send my solar closers to, you know, these appointment. We had this one guy that went, oh, for 15. Holy. Wow. And he spent 10 hours on the university kind of going through it, you know, and this guy's kind of remote. He's kind of out taking the leads that are a little bit more, you know, farther distance uh, than their headquarters. Okay. So, so yeah. they don't really have anybody else. It's like, that's their only option to send these leads to. Yeah. And so then they spent, he spent 10 hours on the university. They're like, Hey, like, let's get this. And he literally went 11 for 15 um, in like a week and a half. And, and this week and a half for him to do 11 solar deals, it's like, wow. 
you know, where he went, oh, for 15, he wasn't doing anything. It's like, yeah. wow, they literally could um, create accountability, create learning, create a system where they can duplicate their sales process in their, in their system, you know, just by putting them through some online learning through a platform and kind of giving him the tools that he needed. Because a lot of times they send people on the island. This is what I found when people try to scale and expand. They yeah. send them out on an island and they don't have any kind of communication, any kind of system to resort back when those guys are bleeding and they're struggling. It's yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. Sure. How, do we, how do we give them some tools to, to resort back? So okay i like that i like that so everyone pick up your door-to-door university yeah i mean i mean i not and maybe that was a shameless plug but like <laughs> no whatever you do i mean it's just like that's been a one piece i mean there's other ones that are like <laughs> how you run leadership meetings how you do kind of company-wide activities and how frequently how you do competitions where team versus team and you kind of pin each other like you know there's a lot of different tools that you could implement but yeah the big one that I've seen just be an immediate turnkey solution is mm-hmm. kind of our solar university or, you know, depending on what industry, we just have industry specific content. So anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And like you're saying, just having consistency and meetings, stuff like that. Our company started to do, cause we do have some more remote offices. We've started to do these uh, like zoom room meetings Yep. where, um, yeah, just once a week, all the closers get together and just kind of mastermind type setting, just go through goals, go through all our numbers. And I think that's kind of helped, um, just all be a little bit more uniform. I'm sure 100%. you kind of suggest stuff like that too. Yeah, well, speaking of meetings, like how often do you tell companies to have meetings and are you seeing a lot of so, these companies doing like setter versus closer models yeah, or what do you mean? And, seeing? That, and that depends, you know, that, uh, my take is this mm-hmm. what is in motion stays in motion and, and a lot of times you know we meet once a week those that's the day that everybody goes and sells and then everybody else just poops out the other day yeah right? yeah so there's an overkill and obviously it kind of varies company to company but i say a minimum of two days a week and then okay. you should maybe have a call once or twice a week that's yeah. kind of like what you said a zoom room mm-hmm. um in the solar space, if you're setters, I would meet every day. Uh, if you're, you know, really seeing a lull in production, meet every day. Like, you know, yeah. it just means they're not going out. They're not like, realistically, if people aren't producing, it's because they're not going out. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know about what you see, but for our company, the main purpose of the meetings is just, just to get everyone in one place and like load them up in the cars after and get, get everyone up to the areas. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That, that should be, you know, one of the main objectives is to motivate your guys, put a fire under their butts and say, let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And that's, you know, in the universe, we have like a 35 uh, video series on how to, how to run an effective sales meeting. Cause I also think my rule of thumb is don't run a meeting if you're not effective. Meaning if yeah. it's a meeting that's kind of like, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, yeah, let's go get it today. <laughs> like if that's your meeting, it. it's just like, don't run it. It's not going to get me anywhere. It's almost just going to piss me off to make me come all the way to hear, hear that. Yeah. So it's, it's how to effectively run a sales meeting is also important. So if you can't run an effective meeting, then don't run one. But if you can put a system together where it's effective, where you've got accountability, you've got energy, you've got training, you've got, you know, goal setting, all that stuff, like, then, yeah, I mean, 
that's what they're for is to get you out there and get you fired up. So I know. Yep. And doing speaking of Memorial Day, I think doing the incentives like you're saying, our companies, everyone's loading up at ten in the morning this morning and hitting the doors early, getting people before they do the barbecues. We've got the incentives on the line for knocking on holidays. So yeah, I think stuff like that helps a ton and just getting the group together, loading them in company vehicles. Cause that's another, that's another thing our company in the past was doing where everyone just drives out by themselves and just does their own thing. And of course that became a disaster. You got to have the accountability, I think. And yeah, I think in, in car groups, a lot of people say you can't do car groups in solar. And I'm like, no, that's BS. Like yeah. if you have a scooter, a Segway, you can walk, like you should be knocking centralized in your area yeah. where it's 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 not like you're having to drive 20 blocks over like you know what i mean so why not drop people off and 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 oftentimes i tell people drop me off like hey yeah. will you drop me off i'm not feeling it today and having the courage to to at least say that and 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 that vulnerability to be like guys like i am struggling today you probably should drop me off or else that car is going to get really tempting <laughs> i know it's true. And that's what I'm telling my guys. Cause yeah, I close deals for our company. So it's like, we're driving separate to go to a lot of the appointments and our own deals, stuff like that. But it's way tougher knocking when you're out just lone ranger. It. It's way tougher to get out there. So yeah, like today, I think it's important to go out with, if you are still knocking, go out with your setters or go out with other people that are knocking so you can still have that accountability, especially when you're struggling out there. 100%. Yeah, I think that's huge. So, uh, Sam, we wanted to talk also about closing. I know you have your book. Um, it was the ABCs of Closing. That's uh-huh. what it's called, right? Okay. So, we wanted to hear that. And for you, when you were first getting started in the industry, you did, um, was it Solcius? Your VP of Solcius, right? Okay. And were you closing quite a few deals at your time? I see your records, 15 deals in a week. So obviously, you know, you know, a thing or two about closing deals because that's a pretty steep amount of deals for a week. Yeah. Um, so what were some struggles? Did you go through some struggles kind of switching from alarms to solar differences in closing that you saw? Or what was that like for you? It was interesting. So like Tom and Corey and those guys, I, I actually followed Rob, uh, Rob Reimer for a day out in San Diego or in San Diego area. Yeah. Um, with do power. Like that was really my first solar gig. So, okay. um, I shadowed them for a day and, and he was selling the PPA out yeah. of Cali mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I opened up Utah. So I'm like, well, that did me no good. Um, so nobody had really sold the loan. Like people were all selling PPA lease, things like that. When I first got into it alone, it just barely kind of started. And, and mm-hmm. I believed in the loan way more than I did the PPA and the lease. And, and really all we could sell in, in Utah was the loan. Yeah. So it was me pioneering this whole new sales process with the loan. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I've only sold like one or two PPAs. So oh. <laughs> uh, out, out in California, I mean, yeah. So I, I literally had to train myself. Like it was literally like, okay, how should I sell this? And let's, let's apply the books, you know, let's apply the, the Brian Tracy's and the Ziegler's and mm-hmm. really kind of map out a sales process. So map that out, went out, knocked, got like eight appointments. And I think it went like seven for eight. Like it was like Damn. a high, high number. Yeah, that's awesome. Because all I did was I took my alarm process and put solar words to it. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and I was like, I'm like, well, let me try this. I wonder if I could build the same urgency, you know, because any sale or any close, you have to have trust, you have to have urgency, mm-hmm. and you have to have value, right? The value has to exceed the cost that they're paying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's things in that, like emotion that creates this urgency. You know, people buy off of emotion. And mm-hmm. I think that's where I failed that's where I didn't fail where I think the solar closers and the solar people, you know, for me to go seven for eight, people are like, Holy cow, rookie. Like, you know, I was naturally good at sales. I was really good at alarms, but I think what happened was I was so used to selling so emotionally Mm -hmm. and I built the emotion into my solar clothes to where I think some people that weren't that great at alarms and switched to solar never really pulled the emotion into their solar clothes because it's so logical. It's like, dude, don't mm-hmm. you want to save 50 bucks a month? Don't you want to save 20 bucks a month? Don't you want to save thousands of dollars over time? Like, you know, like, are you an idiot? And then somehow they still don't close. And then you're just like, what the freak, dude? Like, you know what I mean? I think that's where every solar rep gets so frustrated is they just think, well, duh, they should buy. I sat in their house. I showed them how they save money and it doesn't cost them anything. Why are they not freaking buying? Yeah. And, it's true. You know, and it happens to me. I, I know. I've still had those deals where you're like, "Are you effing kidding me?" <laughs> um, so don't get me wrong. It's not like I close everyone. Like I've been in homes definitely where I don't close, and I try to follow up, and they freaking no show me. Like I'm like any other person. Yeah. But I, but I think like one thing that helped me kind of at the beginning was not forgetting the simple principle of people buy off of emotion. They justify mm-hmm. logically, but they buy off of emotion. Yeah, that's where solar people all struggled. So, yeah, especially I think in competitive markets. I know there's a lot going in Utah now, Southern California. There's like 700 companies, I think, just in San Diego. I heard the other day. So it's like there's everyone's going to sell or everyone's going to save money with any solar company they go with. But I think emotion is where it comes in building their energy and getting them to you know, make the decision now. Yeah. Yeah. It's being able to lock them down now and you have to look at urgency and closing as a service. Like I think a lot of people, they feel, Oh, I don't want to be that high pressured. I'm going to like make sure I touch them four times before they actually close or blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to be that pushy sales guy. I don't want to be seen as that. I'm like, dude, you're doing them a disservice. Solar is such a good thing. They need it, especially in San Diego. It's like, are you effing kidding me? You don't have solar in your house. You're stupid. Uh, and so like you're doing them a disservice by not closing them because Mm -hmm. if you don't close them maybe nobody will therefore they'll never get solar therefore they're getting screwed therefore yeah that sucks and it's your job to be the guy that's like let me push it in and i think it starts with the mindset i think it Mm -hmm. starts with this like I'm a closer. It's my turn to close you versus the other 699 companies that are probably going to attempt. It's my turn. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's figuring out why you think they should go solar with you right now. Like if you don't know that, then of course you're not going to be able to get the customer to do it. I know it's something Grant Cardone talks about all the time, but just like making a list of why people should buy from you and buy from your company versus all, all the other ones out there. Yeah. Because if you can't answer that yourself, then of course you're not be able to, you're not going to be able to convey it to your customers. But yeah, speaking of emotion, how do you, what were some of the things that you do or, you know, that you consult on to build up this emotion and bring emotion into the deal and all that? So 
That's not just um, pure logic thing. So speaking of like, it depends what you're selling, right? So like I sold a lot of loans and I enjoy selling the loan a little bit more actually, because I can create a little bit more emotion. Nobody gets emotional to saving 30 bucks, like 30 bucks a month. Like I, sh you know, I, I, I wouldn't miss that if it blew away in the wind. Right. Yeah. Um, so what I found is creating the emotion and the actual principle of owning versus renting. Let me just use this example. Yeah. So I would, I sell, like I went through, I go through people's sales presentations a lot. When I go out, we consult, we say, give us your sales pitch and presentation so we can actually pick it apart. Mm -hmm. And the most common thing I see is people go through this PowerPoint, they explain solar one-on-one, they talk about their, you know, the rates going up and then they talk about how they can get a fixed rate and they can own their power and then they go over the numbers and it's just a simple basic like everybody else does. Yeah. My sales presentation is very different. I just simply go through a question train. I go, you know, so Taylor, why'd you, uh, why'd you buy your house instead of rent? Like, why do you own the house? Um, because I like owning my stuff and it's like Come almost on. the same price. Come on, give me a real renting. answer. Come on. <laughs> oh, um, it's almost the same price. But like, no, but that, but that makes no sense. Like, why would you really own your house? Come on, man. Like, think back to renting. You're paying every month in rent. Why'd you pay to own it? I just thought, I well, if I'm going to pay every month, I guess it makes sense to pay towards something that I'm owning. That and why is that smart? Point. Like, why is that smart? Come on. Because, because I'll own it. Like, I'll get to stop paying someday, hopefully. So you're going to live in here for 30 years, probably you're committed. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see unless we'll I move. See. Okay. So you probably going to move like the industry average is seven years in their home. Yeah. So you're an idiot. You signed a 30 year loan, even though you probably aren't going to be here. Whoa, whoa. You're calling me an idiot, man. I don't want, I don't want you in my house. Well then why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? <laughs> um, just cause I don't know. That's what my, that's what I've been taught. My parents, like my parents, so, so bought, this is, my grandparents so, bought. Check this out. So this is good. This is good. Cause you probably don't even see it this way. This is why my sales presentation is so much different than everybody else. I'm putting pause. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Okay. The reason I'm doing this is because most solar sales guys can't even effing do this and it blows my freaking mind. And so I'm like, if you're listening to this, here's your first step of training. Okay. Um, so this is where most Americans, this is where most Americans answer the way that you just did. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why about, uh, just cause that's what I was supposed to do. That's the American dream, I guess. I'm like, you don't even know logically why you bought your damn home versus <laughs> rented a home. Like, why are you owning a home, you idiot? Yeah. No wonder you'll never go anywhere in life. You just did it. But what they don't realize is the financial benefits of owning a home. So do you buy a home to save money? Um, no. No. Maybe you save money on your mortgage and your rent, but most likely you're probably paying a little bit more, right? Yeah. But why do you do it? Do you do it to, to pay it off over 30 years? No. Most people don't yeah. live in their home like for 30 move. years. Yeah. So why do you do it? Um... So you can own your stuff? No, that's <laughs> stupid. I mean, like, okay, I own it. Like, that doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything if I rented it or own it. It's like, it give, gives you equity. There gives you, you go. 
Yeah. Ah, you finally found it. Okay. So I'm doing this because I want to give them the shovel. I'm like, you dig the hole. I'm not going to dig for you. <laughs> okay. I want them to think. I like that. The problem is I'm too lazy to dig. So I'm just going to ask you really, really good questions and make your brain actually hurt. And this is where <laughs> this is more of a challenger sale approach. Yeah. Because I want you to be the one that has to think. Yeah. And so they start thinking. They're like, well, why do I own my house? Oh, so for equity. I'm like, what does that even mean? Equity. <laughs> like equity. Yeah. So you want it for equity. What is that? That is the ownership in your house. Okay. So when do you actually so when do you make money owning real estate? Like when you own it something? When do you make money? If you sell it. If you sell it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, okay. So let's talk through a couple things that you're missing. Do you think your home value over time goes up or down? What have you noticed in California over the last 10 years? Up goes up oh. like crazy. Gold mines out here. Oh, so if you bought a house 10 years ago and you just paid towards it, the same amount of money you would have been paying towards rent, and then you sold it today, mm -hmm. what happened? It appreciated, right? Make more money, yeah. Well, oh, okay. Oh, let's say that's cool. It, that's cool. Let's yeah. say it doesn't appreciate at all. It just stays the same. Every time you make that payment, it goes towards equity. Mm -hmm. So when you sell it in five years, what are you going to do? Like what, what happens? I'll get my money back. You, you get your money back when you spend it. So uh -huh. hypothetically, you were spending the same amount of money in rent. What happens if you rented for five years and then you move? I get nothing back. Okay. That's true. So, so what does this have to do with solar, Sam? What are you getting well, at here? So what happens is the same effing thing. So so once I okay, so pause. <laughs> okay. Once I let the light bulb click and it goes ding. And they yeah. they usually when I walk them through all these questions, they go they usually bring that up. So what do you like? oh and they go like this uh, oh so this is like the same thing i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> nice so, so you already made the decision it's probably a i mean you tell me based on the same thing you own your house if you were to own your power and sell in five years what do you think happens to your solar panels do you think they go up or down in value uh i don't know down do they go up? I don't know. What happened to your house? It went up. So, it, okay. But so what if newer technology comes out, Sam? What if newer? We're not talking technology. It doesn't ever matter. Okay. We're talking your house. Oh, then yeah, up. Goes up. Okay. So what happens when you move in five years? You've been paying towards these panels every mm -hmm. month and you move. Mm -hmm. What happens? They would go up too. You get to sell the panels. Oh, okay. And you get to pull the money out of them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Okay, so you're telling me if I did this, I'd be owning my panels up there. Yeah. And then it's going to help me sell my home for more. No. Yeah, because don't aren't they worth something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would guess so. It's like putting a power plant on my house, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. It's not, I mean, that's, that's a good way to put it. So uh, if you were to rent your power for the next five years and move, where would all that money be? Um, well, I guess it'd be the electric company. 
I don't get any of it. But so what? Just like you told me how it's really smart to own your house. That's probably why you bought it. And really the trigger here is when you sell. So that's like the good thing. So if you sell in three years, five years, that's even better. Hmm. Um, Cause that's when you get to pull your money out. The guest part, the best part about this, ready? What were you, what would you tell me if the government paid for 30% of your house when you bought it? What if they put the 30% down payment? What would you do? I'd say you're crazy. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd probably turn around and sell it tomorrow just to pull that equity out. Right. Oh, heck yeah. That's true. Guaranteed I love that. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't I? Yeah. Well, that's the cool part about solar is they actually put the 30% in for you. They pay for 30% of it. Oh yeah. Cause so, you get a tax credit, huh? Yeah. So you get to buy low and you get to sell high. I don't know. You tell me. So that tax credit goes away and you got it now and you sell in five years when there's no tax credit. Mm -hmm. How's that a better situation? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But Sam, what if people don't want, what if the people don't want solar that want to buy my house, then what? No, it's not about solar. Do they want power? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they want power. Okay. What if they don't want solar on the house? Who doesn't want solar on the house? Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. What if they don't like solar, don't like the way it looks up there or something, and they don't want solar? Well, everybody in, let's say I'm in San Diego. What do you mean? It's, 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 it's a law. Like, the law of, of, of California is to put solar on every new build. It's not like a, a like or dislike. It's like, what if I don't like pipes on my roof? Like, what do you... Like, <laughs> They're not going to just not buy your house. If they don't like it, they won't buy your house. What if they don't like the paint color? What if they don't like your fireplace? <laughs> That's true. And they don't, they don't buy your house. Like, what if they don't like your garage, the shape of it? Yeah. But if, <laughs> if they moved they in, though, if I... Your, you know what I mean? Like, if they don't like the shape of your bedroom or your shower... That's true. That's like, true. What is, like, okay, then they don't buy your house. And somebody that does like it buys your house, you idiot. <laughs> Like, why are we even having this conversation? But you tell me, dude, like, so if you like power, don't you like the lights on? Yeah. Yeah. I love power. Okay, cool. Power in my Xbox. Yeah. So you got it, your Xbox and your TV and this and that. Like, mm -hmm. so do you think every new buyer that's going to buy your house is going to want power? Uh, yeah. Unless they're uh, Amish. But yeah, I mean, I would assume so. Do you think everybody that buys your house wants to save the most amount of money possible? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sure. Unless they're idiots and love just like throwing money in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. So do you think they'd want to buy your house over every other house because they get to save a lot more money and it's they need power? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying here. I yeah, don't know. You, you tell me, but like if it doesn't make sense, then tell me. But I mean, I've done this a lot and there's a lot of solar up here and I think they're I think those guys are pretty smart. That's why Google, you know, Ikea, Apple, and all these other places are putting solar on. They're just trying to make the real estate a little bit more desirable. Help the planet. But I don't know. You, I mean, you seem like a smart guy. So you tell me, like, don't you think it would sell a little bit faster just because you have solar? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Makes sense. Makes sense. But my question is, Sam, like, there's a lot of people selling solar. Why should I like shouldn't i go like shop around a little bit make sure i'm getting the best deal possible 
So it's all the same. Like you can buy it from me or you can buy it from anybody. I don't care. Okay. It's it's the they're panels, dude. They're like little black sheets of glass that converts sun power into like normal power. Like that's yeah, true. It's, we all just have different shirts on. We're buying it from the same place. We're using the same banks. We've got the same stuff. Like you could, but do you like me? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, just like get it. Then get it from me, so you don't have to go through this damn process over fifty <laughs> times. Do you really want to go through this stupid like back and forth thirty times? No, that's true. Okay, well, let's just do I it. Would, okay, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> gotcha. Go. That's clever, man. I like the questions. So I'm not selling. What am I doing? You're just backing them into a corner, so they have to like admit that it's the best thing. So how is this some buying emotionally? How am I building emotion? And this is one way. There's 30 different ways I could teach this, but why is this building emotion? Well, you're basically making them feel stupid to like not do it. To like Yeah. I'm making them emotionally attached to them their pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if I don't do this, I'm gonna look like the biggest idiot. Yeah. So I'm building so this this approach is basically saying, here's your shovel, you dig. Yeah. I'll stand up here and kind of just like watch and be like, okay, how's it down there? Is <laughs> yeah. it in that hole that you just dug? Um, good luck getting out of that one. <laughs> exactly. And it's so, not to see, it's just, it's a smarter way to sell. It takes a little bit more sophistication. Yeah. But it's, there's good question tracks that I think here's where most solar guys are. They're solar presenters and they're like, look at all this awesome information. And there's no emotional attachment or pride and ownership that this the customer gets to take. Um, therefore, they don't buy. They're like, oh, thanks for the awesome information. It sounds really good. And obviously, yeah. I got to like save money, but I'll shop around. If yeah. I just dug you, you just dug this big hole, it's hard for you to be like, well, the only thing you would say is, well, I know I now want solar. Do I get it from you or not? And that's a whole nother conversation we could dive into. So yeah. yeah. Okay. That's money, man. Yeah. I don't think there's too many people doing it like that. So is that like your exact, if you're closing, that's basically exactly what that's you're saying at home. No, I, that's how I start my conversation. <laughs> okay. Like it's like literally the beginning of my presentation is screw the proposal. I, I just start, I'm, that's like, they think I'm building rapport, but in reality they're digging a shovel yeah <laughs> that's like my rapport building yeah it's like oh this home's beautiful like how long you guys owned it oh why'd you buy it <laughs> and i just that's awesome i suddenly build them into this trap and they're like oh i didn't even realize i was going i thought i was talking about like my beautiful home and now all of a sudden i'm like telling you why owning is so much smarter yeah so much better and then i'm like oh well anyway that's exactly what i'm doing <laughs> that's awesome i love it i love it so you think that's do you think that's more uh you think more deals are being missed because of that than like knowing all these closes because you have your whole book that probably has 100 closes in it and all that but i think that's probably more the basis too just building emotion so yeah so hopefully that, you don't that, have to go through 20 closes right yeah exactly so like all the book is on is all these closes right so i go through the stack close i go through all like all these different closes and mm -hmm. They're really good and you have to have them in your quiver. But the problem is, is if you suck at creating emotion, you suck at presenting, you suck at building value, you get all the best closes in the book. Yeah. And they'll still be like, uh, nope. So I, <laughs> so my thing is, yeah, I have a book on closing, but I, I should write a book on presenting. I know. Uh, seriously. Because, it's like learn, learn the layup before you try to shoot yeah. the half court shots. Yeah. It'll make a hundred layups. 
Yeah, a lot of people think like, oh, I studied this closing, but that's why I kind of diverted back on this podcast to like, dude, like get better at putting um, trust and, and emotion together because it's going to make closing really easy. It's going to be like, yeah, all right, let's, let's, uh, the transition is simply now. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> I, I don't even have to say anything. I'm like, um, so you tell me, like, you could keep paying the power company. I don't know. You pick option A do nothing option B, B I mean it sounds like you kind of told me option B makes a lot more sense but I mean you tell me like I don't know should you do it yeah <laughs> like yeah. you can you could have the worst clothes in the planet and they'd be like uh, and maybe like, uh, we should. some people out of pride are going to still be like well uh, it's like okay <laughs> if you don't do it now you're just sure an idiot but yeah <laughs> So what do you say? Like, what do you say? Like, Sam, I need to think about it. Like, this all sounds awesome. Sounds, sounds like a no brainer, but like, that's our rule is that we always think about things, but yeah, you're right. I get what you're saying and all that. Oh, I want you to freaking think about it, dude. Like, I'm just going to get a 90% yes today. I'll let you take that 10% that you're kind of like, Oh, what just happened? That's cool. Like you got about a month before this thing gets on your roof, dude. Like you got 10, okay. let's get a 90% yes today. And then 10% is going to just figure itself out. Call me, ask questions, research. I'll send you all the stuff, but like we're going to get all the process started today, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're telling me if I 90% yes. And then I decide that I don't want to do it later then that's fine. That's fine. I don't want to like at the end of the day, I'm not going to like twist your arm. Like, you know, it's a good thing. You just need to sit on it for a second and let that soak in. You just, this is the first time you really like, had your mind blown it's okay i melted your mind i get it. it's got to like kind of reconfigure itself back together like <laughs> that's fine it's pretty normal <laughs> <laughs> all right sounds good sam let's do it i like that man yeah i like that i need to take your word tracks we got to get like a script or something just take your word tracks that's uh why you got the university man so yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why guys go from 15 0 for 15 to 11 for 15 is they copy my word tracks and how I do it. And yeah, it's definitely like a big thing. Why the solar yeah. training, the solar training in the universe is better than probably all the other industries. Yeah. Just, I, I'm the one that put it together and I felt like my solar presentation was so unique where most people are taught the same stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's yeah. Boring, dude, I've been in solar demos and I'm like, I think I took a nap. There was a part in there where I dozed off. For yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah, but I think that's what you're saying is just get back to the fundamentals because like on this podcast, we're teaching our solarpreneurs to you know get leads online, to do all this fancy stuff with technology, but oh, none great. of that stuff even matters. Fancy stuff online. Let's get, techno Let's get leads. I'm all about leads. Let's yeah. go to the house. If you yeah. can pay all this money to get leads, and you can't go and close them, and you go 0 for 15 like that one guy did? Exactly. Good on you. You still got to go sell them. Like, yeah. it's so funny. Like, people are like, I'm a magician marketer. I'm like, That's <laughs> phenomenal. I know. Selling the leads to somebody else that can close. Yeah. Very unphenomenal when you're the solopreneur that sucks at closing. So, good on you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's true because, yeah, my buddy James is on this podcast too. He has a whole program and in the past he was teaching people how to like build funnels and get leads online. But then guess what? All these people that couldn't even close were trying to do all this stuff. And it's like, dude, go figure out how to present 
and close be, before you try and get leads. Yeah, I want leads, baby. It's like, yeah. no, leads aren't deals. Yeah. Like, online deals don't come through. People aren't like clicking through qualification process and closing themselves. They're not like, click, click. Oh, I signed this loan or this PPA. Like, oh, that makes sense. This 35 page document. Oh, a net meter agreement. Yeah, I'll fill that out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, you got to walk them through it. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so true. Anyway. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for getting us back to the basics. I think, yeah, really, that's the most important thing. Learn how to present. And then once you learn how to present effectively, then go get Sam's book and learn the 100 closes. Exactly. That you, can, you can go through 100 closes if you need them. But yeah, I think that's money. So thanks for bringing us back to that, Sam. And I know we'll let you get to your Memorial Day pretty soon here. But just on the last thing I wanted to ask you is about referrals. I think that's a big thing and I've seen some you do some training so when you consult what are some effective ways you see to get referrals from yeah, these I've customers got the biggest baddest point on that ready okay I don't know if everybody's ready for it ready okay ask for them oh <laughs> oh my god Dang it. you're making this go basic again <laughs> this is my mic. No, so, so step one Okay. No, but there is a psychology. So the, so the, the, the flow is, you know, you got to get them a state of appreciation. Say, mm -hmm. hey, like, what was the reason you went for solar today? Or why did you get solar? What you most excited about? And then ask them for help. Be like, hey, you might, like, can I ask you to help me out for a second? Like, there's something you could really do to help me out. I know, I know recently this happened. I'm grateful that you went solar. Did you freeze? um oh, yeah oh no you're good i'm okay, sorry so, good so yeah. so get them in a state of appreciation and then ask and then ask for help and then bring up your program so you're like okay so you have a program it's you know again, bucks, you get you know 20 cents for every referral you give me and uh whatever the program is mm -hmm. and and then you know brainstorm with them and i found that if you're like hey do you know anybody like that's a no yeah but if you get more specific on hey who do you like who do you know that just moved into a new home that lives within about two miles of you? Mm -hmm. Or like now I'm like very specific. Hey, who do you know that has brown hair that often wears blue jeans? <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, Tiffany. She always wears blue jeans. Okay, Tiffany's a good one. Let's go out to talk to Tiffany. Because <laughs> like the more specific you get with like who do you know that yeah. blank, 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 the more likely they will think of an actual person. And then yeah. they'll give you that person. So that's my two cents on that. Yeah. Okay. And then I saw you did a training once where you like have, you know, your wallet full of twenty dollar bills or something like that. And yeah. Just say let's let's make a list, something like that, and uh -huh. then give them twenty bucks for every one you write down. Yeah. Or like I like every that idea. Five or every ten or whatever you want to do. Like that could yeah. be the program. So you create a program that's fun, that helps them. So. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for getting us back to the basics. I think that's the biggest thing. Get good at presenting and then just ask for referrals. Don't take the half court shots. Learn to make the layups before you get into all that fancy stuff. So Sam, thanks for taking us back to the basics. Thanks for reminding us of a lot of things we should be focusing on here. I know it's easy to get distracted. You see all these marketers, the bold headlines and all these, you know, chat bot strategies and whatnot. But I think it's just you know, most important thing, getting back to the basics. So with that being said, um, 
yeah, love that you came on the show to share that with us, Sam. And where can people find out more about what you're doing? And you've mentioned your programs a lot and give us a little, you know, um, tell us what yeah, you got coming up. So we have a boot camp. It's every other month. The next one's June 21st and 22nd. Yeah, September 9th and 10th. Um, those okay. are for the business owners, like the solopreneurs. They okay. Would, this would be a two-day event that we dive into. We lift up the hood. It's very intimate. Usually we have about 10 to 20 people on those. Um, you have DDDCon coming up January 16th through the 18th. So that's a big one. Um, yeah, I just, that. I just signed, uh, hey, I'll announce it on yours. If people make it to minute 70 on this podcast or whatever. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Tim Grover, we just signed for. Uh, oh, uh, Tim Grover. So he'll be stud. Um, Better but, not be offended by uh, F-bombs. I know. He, dude, he's a stud. I mean, <laughs> hey, we thought Jordan Belfort last year was going to be an F-bomb king. Like, yeah, he actually wasn't bad. He wasn't was bad. I, I told him in the in, in backstage, I was like, dude, Jordan, my mom's in the crowd. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. He's like, oh, your mom's here. I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's a big one. But the, the DDDexperts.com or follow DDDexperts or the same taggart on Instagram or Okay. Uh, Facebook. So those would be kind of the easiest ways. The Sam Taggart or DDD experts. And we're always putting out content. So you can find yeah. us on YouTube. We have a cool YouTube blog and channel and the podcast DDD podcast is a good, good one. Uh, you know, so anyway, those are just a few, if people are trying to figure out and learn more, um, you know, we have the university where we help companies film, edit, co-create their platforms. Awesome. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, he's got a ton of stuff. So definitely check out what Sam's doing. And if you're not part of his group, is the group is it still called Can't Knock This? No, it's D to D Tribe. We kind of rebranded. Okay. D to D Tribe. Um, okay. But yeah, it used to be called Can't Knock This, which still yeah, is catchy. Original, yeah, I like that. Still, still solid. But, yeah. Uh, that one anyway. sticks in your brain more, but yeah. that's all right. D to D Tribe is good. So yeah, if you're not part of that, there's money conversations going on in there. So definitely go be part of that. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Any any uh, final advice you want to give for our solarpreneurs here before you say goodbye, Sam? There's no substitute for hard work, guys. It's it's go hustle. Like I think a lot of people, they think I'll make some online funnel that just makes me millions of dollars. It's like you still got to go hustle. Um, you still got to go in the homes, ask for referrals, knock the doors around your leads, around your installs. Like, I think a lot of people, they just try to snap their fingers and become rich. And then the other one is don't get complacent. People are like, Oh, I sold one. I made four grand. And then it's like, it's around for the next three weeks. And it's like, really? Like you idiot. Anyway, so <laughs> those would be my two okay. things. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, Sam, thanks for being on the show and appreciate what you're doing. We'll definitely appoint guys your direction so you can add more value value to them. And um, that being said, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, my man. Appreciate yeah. you. Yep. Take care. Wow. What another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.